0: Welcome to the MarTech
2: Podcast. Today, we're gonna to discuss the strategy and tactics behind running an effective influencer marketing campaign. Joining us is Yuval Ben-Itzhak, Itzak, is the CEO at Social Bakers, which is a social media marketing platform that helps marketers to understand their audience, create compelling content, and to measure the performance of those campaigns across multiple social channels. And today, Yuval is going to tell us about how to use technology to build an influencer list. Okay. Here's my conversation with Yuval ben Itzak, CEO of Social Bakers. Yuval, welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: Pleasure to have you here. Excited to talk a little bit about influencer marketing. Let's start off by talking a little bit about you and your company. Give us the 10,000-foot view of who you are and what your company does.
1: Sure. So I'm the CEO of Social Bakers. We started our journey about 10 years ago when social media was still small. Facebook was a private company with just 50 million users. But we pretty early identified the need for marketers to run and engage with audiences across social networks. And over the years, we built our platforms that today serve over 3,000 brands around the world and help them understand their audience, create compelling content, and measure how these campaigns are performing.
2: So I imagine the social media landscape has changed a lot over the 10 years that you've been working in the space. I know that it's gone from being primarily focused on organic growth, paid media, now there's this trend of marketers leaning on influencers to try to get their message out there. Talk to me about how and why some of those changes have happened and what has led us to the focus of influencer marketing.
1: What we've seen over the years is that uh, consumers are starting to less responding to advertisements. They're getting ads everywhere, they're getting distracted, and their engagement with ads is decreasing. They're actually responding better to what we know for many years, and this is a world of wealth. When you ask your friend, which mobile phone should I buy or which laptop should I have? Or a woman may ask their colleague, what's the best eyeliner or cream that they have? You trust a friend. So with the younger generation that is more digital is spending more time on social, what is the digital version of word of mouth? And it's turned out that influencers, those people that you follow, you trust what they're saying, actually performing very well and very nicely across different regions. And that's the opportunity for brands to leverage this channel to reach their audience and have meaningful conversations as another evolution of advertising.
2: So as consumers are becoming more saturated with advertising, they're becoming less responsive to it. And also social media marketing costs have gone up a fair amount as there's more competition across the major platforms. I want to talk a little bit about the rise of influencers and, and really how to think about which influencers are right for your brand. What advice do you have for marketers as they're thinking about launching influencer marketing strategies to put their strategy together and reach and engage with people that are potentially going to be influential for their brand?
1: It's a great question. Uh, A lot of marketers that I spoke with said, yeah, we heard influencer marketing. It's a big thing. We should try it. And then they open, let's say, YouTube or Instagram, and they don't know what to search for. They don't know who is actually an influencer. There are hundreds of millions of profiles. Where should I start? And many cases, they just doing guesswork, and they start to have some bad experience, either what the hopes didn't actually turn to reality, or they were subject to some fraud that is also happening in this market today. And that gets them frustrated from the stories and the success they hear on the press, but their reality looks very, very different. And the challenge is, so what what did they get wrong? What did she do, as you asked, that will get them to that success? And then I can share a story that we had with one of the largest sports brands in the world that wanted to try influencers and they reach out to an agency in one region and it took them six months to select the agency, have the agency recommend them, which influencer to work. They gave this sports product to five influencers. They took a picture, they posted it on Instagram and they get some results. And yes, yeah, so a week after, there were young people in front of their shops buying that product. But it took them six months over $300,000 to invest into this process. And they were not really sure if that's going to be as successful. So they came to me and asked, so how can I help you? How can I scale it? up get faster, smarter, and definitely cheaper. And one of the ways to have a successful influencer campaign, the first thing is to learn about your audience, is to learn about who are those people that engage with your brand? What actually they like? What interests other than your brand do they have? Affinities with other brands they have? What are they engaging with? Who are they following? And this helps a lot to look at the hundreds of millions of profiles on social media and trying to select the ones that actually resonate with your audience. These are the people they follow. These are the people they trust. And with that brands, we provide them using our technology a list of five influencers that match the interest of the audience, that in the region they want to run their campaign, and influencers that have a very solid and healthy history of performance, and they're also matching the brand guidelines because you don't want people to post kind of funky content that your brand guidelines do not allow. And then we ask the brand, run this campaign head-to-head with the agency, and let's see which one performs better. And that's exactly what they did. It was in Mexico City, actually. And then they found out that in the first week, the recommended influencer we provided performs 150% better, and the third week, it's almost 300% better. And that turned completely their experience and perception about how influencer marketing should actually work. It has to do a lot with the data that you have and how you process the data and how you identify who to work with and who is the trusted one and which one your audience actually follow and trust. And that's where your message will come across better. You'll see better performance to every dollar that you spend and your business going to grow with new customers. And that's exactly what marketing is focusing on.
2: So there's a couple different components here that we need to consider. First off, who are the influencers that are relevant to your brand? What is the creative or copy or marketing message that they're trying to get across? And how much do you have to pay for it? A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Walk me through, first off, how do you source the right influencers? There are platforms like Upfluence and Aspire IQ and Hyper. There's a ton of these. AdvaWire is another one where you can find influencers. Should you be going through a platform like that? Should you be sourcing them yourself? What's the right way to find your influencers?
1: So the influencers live and having their profile on the social media network. So right now, the more popular networks you will find them is on Instagram, if you are more in the fashion, beauty, or everything that is more visual, or on YouTube. This is where, is it in the music industry, sports industry, e-commerce, those verticals are more popular on YouTube. This is where they live. This is where influence is basically a content creator. They know how to create a good content to get an audience to constantly engage with the audience and having those conversations on the topic they create. Now you as a marketer should better leverage that platform that process this data and make it searchable and make it available for you. We at Social Baker provide some of it, but there's of course additional options in the market that you can choose which one is better for your needs. But you can start by just going to Instagram and do your search. It's not going to be that productive. You definitely need to know what to search for. You definitely need to know historically how that profile performed in terms of how many posts did they have, how those posts looked like, how many engagements did they actually manage to create. And some of these profiles actually are private and the data is not available for you. And you need to engage with that individual to ask for permission to get that information. So it's really a day-to-day work and you need to manage a funnel to start with what you want to search for, what type of influencer you're looking at, which is, I would say, a project by itself, and then go and search either directly on the networks or using a tool, and then start to manage a funnel of those that look interesting. And then you go one step further, you evaluate the content to make sure it's within your guidance, then you want to evaluate the performance over time. You want to make sure they're not working with your competitors or they're not recommending every product every second day because that doesn't feel trustworthy, right? You want to work with influencers that, I don't know, they are in baking or they are in fashion and they are consistent with these type of topics.
2: I think at the end of the day, you can run an influencer marketing program and you can do this on your own on a relatively slim budget. At least you can build your list where you can figure out what the right platforms are for you. You mentioned if you're a visual platform, go to Instagram, right? If you're a training and technical platform, there's a lot of that content on YouTube. If you're selling an e-commerce product targeted towards women, Pinterest is probably a great place for you. Finding the actual influencers is less about really a complex task, and it's really understanding what are the keywords that you're targeting and seeing who comes up, who has influence, who's regularly posting, and then building and cultivating those relationships. Is it true that most of the value that is being driven from the influencer marketing agencies are the fact that they have data on some of the performance of previous campaigns, or are they just really doing the blocking and tackling and legwork that you would be doing? It's basically just outsourcing the work.
1: So I've seen different variants of that. Some of them are just having their internal list of those influencers that work in the past and perform well. And then they're recommending it to their new brands that ask for some recommendations. And that's one way to do it. I've seen some success in that, but a lot of failures. And the reason for that, the fact that an influencer was successful for one brand and that brand was interested in a particular interest or topic that this influencer promotes, doesn't guarantee that if you are brand and talking about different topics, that influence will be helpful for you. So I wouldn't go after a profile that is a celebrity or successful. It doesn't automatically mean it will be relevant for the audience of your brand or the topic that you want to promote. So the more data-driven approach is the one to, I would recommend. And some agencies are leveraging platforms that are processing the profile identify what are the interests and topics that the influencers are promoting constantly or over a period of time. And those influencers have a higher potential to be relevant. And that's a better approach than just getting a recommended list out of nowhere.
2: So you want to take a data-driven approach and you want to try to understand, A, are there brands that have used this influencer before that are similar, right? And you can get a sense of what is going to drive traffic, but you don't just want to take a previous list of, hey, we always work with this influencer, so we're going to work with them for your brand. You want to make sure that it's tailored specifically to your brand. There are thousands, if not millions of influencers out there. Talk to me about how you differentiate. Should you be focused on working with big influencers, You know, just a few, lots of little influencers? What's the breakdown between macro, micro, and nano influencers?
1: Right. We actually look on our data to try to understand what is the value of an influencer comparing to a brand. And we look at it in terms of the number of followers of an influencer comparing to the size of the brand, by the number of followers to the brand's profiles. And we had find something pretty interesting. I mean, if you are a large brand, or if you are a medium-sized brand, a medium-sized brand is someone to have like between hundred to 500,000 followers, and a bigger brand may have obviously a million plus followers. The micro-influencers would not help you much to amplify your message than what the organic content of the brand would do. You will need to work with a lot of micro-influencers in order to reach a similar reach that your own post can achieve. But in most of the cases, what the data show us is working with celebrity that usually will charge you much higher, it's not economical either because the amount they will charge you doesn't necessarily result with the same scale of reach for that extra charge. So the sweet spot is between the medium size to micro-influencer, meaning that those with 10,000 followers up to 200,000 followers, depending on the brand size, that usually price performance shows much better results versus working with the very small ones or the very big ones, where either you're going to overpay or you're going to work very hard and see very little returns. So trying to align to the size of your brand and understanding the reach of your own content and finding profiles that has a similar reach in audiences that you do not access or in order to access them will cost you a lot of money. And that's where you can see the ROI of your investment.
2: So help me gauge the general range of cost when you're talking about macro influencers, you know, the large relationships, the medium-sized ones and the small ones. How much should you be paying for an influencer post? What are the range for the three categories or sizes of influencer relationships?
1: So, of course, the price vary. But if I do some averages, so the micro-influencers, you're talking about tens or low hundred dollars per post that you approve. Some of them, you may in a deal that they will post across multiple channels or multiple posts on a single channel. If you look on a medium-sized influencers, it might be from a few thousand dollars to maybe up to 10000 I don't believe it will. I haven't seen many deals above that range. If you look on a mega influencer with millions of followers, here the variance is very big. And it's really up to the negotiation, but it can be tens of thousands of dollars. The celebrity, you're going to start from 100,000 to 100 million. You know, it's going to go crazy. And that's why the ROI is not necessarily going to be positive in that case.
2: Really? I thought the Kim Kardashian rate was $30,000 a post, but maybe I'm off by a zero.
1: I've seen bigger numbers. (laughs) All right. And actually, I also have seen some of her campaigns that were not that successful, but they were very costly to the brand. And that's, again, it means that she wasn't the right influencer for this particular brand. I've seen sunglasses, I will not name the company, but they were promoting sunglasses and it probably didn't work well. Why? Probably a million reasons. But it just indicates that selecting the influencer, no matter if it's a you know, top celebrity or a small one, the fact that they are popular in the region, etc., doesn't mean that it's aligned with what your audience expects or what you're talking about with you as a brand. And doing the research first is on your audience and then is finding those interests within the social media is the first step to start. Don't start by searching for influence. First start with, who is my audience? What language should I speak? I mean, language in terms of topics and interests, not the spoken language. And then once you understand that and understand the creative that actually works with them, then go and find the person out there that will help you to deliver a similar message and has an audience but already engaged with this profile on those similar topics for the last at least six to 10 months. So you know there's a relationship over there. That's where you're going to see the performance.
2: I think that's great advice in terms of starting to build your influencer marketing campaigns. The goal here is to start by thinking about what you're trying to accomplish, thinking about who you're trying to reach, and then going and finding influencers that fit that model, as opposed to finding influencers that are generally related to your category or area of expertise and working backwards with what the campaign should be. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast podcast. Thanks to Yuval ben Itzhak, the CEO of Social Bakers, for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Yuval and I are going to talk about how to launch and evaluate an influencer marketing campaign. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Yuval, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Yuval underscore Ben-Itsak. That's Y-U-V-A-L underscore B-E-N-I-T-Z-H-A-K. Or you can visit his company's website, which is socialbakers.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you're listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes. We have contact information for our guests. You could sign up for our once a week newsletters, or you can send us your marketing questions or topic suggestions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, In addition to part two of our conversation with Yuval ben Itzak, the CEO of Social Bakers, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.